0: Going on, it's Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI PDR Marketing Podcast. You heard me right. We've uh, changed the name back to PDR instead of service. I just realized that we were going to grow and try to do more service marketing stuff instead of just PDR, which is a pretty damn narrow niche, as you might imagine. And it uh, just—it's not within our grasp right now. We don't have the time, which is a good problem to have. Just too damn busy. Good problem to have. We were slow. I don't know. Would that be a good problem to have? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, today's uh, music on this fine Monday, November 7th, is brought to you by Soft Cell. 80s band. Yeah, I grew up in the 80s. Got a problem with it? Anyway, how was your weekend? Hopefully good. We had some good food. Went to this crazy disco fantastic Mexican place called The Red O, which I don't know if that stands for the Red Orgasm or what. But uh, it was good. Had some decent food. Good time spent with the wife and some friends. Um, just a bizarre place, though, man. I just it kind of overwhelmed us at first when we walked in, and then it underwhelmed us by the time we left. Kind of, I can't remember the last time I had that experience where I was like, "Oh man, this place looks pretty badass," and then by the time I left with the food and everything else, not so good. Not so good at all. I was a little underwhelmed. So I don't know. What do you do? But anyway, what can I say? Um, aside from that, we uh, had a pretty good day. We worked Saturday off Sunday. So Saturday was um, working on our bus. We're trying to get this 58 mango, not mango, uh, palm green, sand green bus. It's a two-toner window bus. It's pretty badass. We're trying to get some paint on this thing before the rain start coming. Because um, the thing is outside for the most part. Whenever we get a, either a ceramic car that's got to go in the warehouse, we basically can only we can squeeze two, but it's easier just to fit one. You you know what I'm trying to say is floor jacking shit, and moving stuff around—it's a pain in the ass. We have a pretty small warehouse area, so um, so yeah, been kind of a been kind of a tough gig. So I don't want that thing to start rusting, so we're trying to get some paint on it. We've got an M2 competition that's still in here. We're trying to finish that thing up. Um, lots of, lots of repairs coming in, lots of dents, lots of body shop, lots of big dents. Had a fantastic brand new Model S. What do you guys think of that Model S with the yoke style steering wheel, like the Formula One steering wheel? You know, I drove around the parking lot and I, I, I'm not a fan and I'll tell you why. If I'm going to have a Formula One, Formula One style steering wheel, I want to have Formula One style steering. Now, if you don't know what that means, what that means is I want to have, um, Basically, lock to lock. I don't want to have to turn that wheel over and over again. Have you ever tried turning a yoke wheel? That was so stupid that they did that. I think should have had sensitive steering to where you go 180, you're full left, and 180, you're full right. Not I have to turn the wheel over and over again because you're missing half your steering wheel. It's the stupidest shit. And I'm like, these guys probably got all geeked out and a bunch of yes men came into the engineering zone and probably said, oh, man, that's fantastic, man. What a great idea. And everybody say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's fucking stupid. Go drive the thing once, and you'll see that it's that it's not it's not cool at all. So anyway, if you hear some whining going on, I'm to get the bulldog here today. So he gets kind of whiny sometimes when he doesn't get what he wants. Now, I don't even know what the hell he wants right now, but I'm sure it's something ridiculous. But uh, anyway, yeah, sheriff, the bulldog, the shop dog. So yeah, so that that Tesla was had a thrashed aluminum fender. Vadim, our Ukrainian immigrant slash. Uh, kind of, I don't know, former student been kind of coming in for some extra help and make a few extra bucks for his family, which we're trying to help him out as much as we can do our part for the Ukraine and just the people realize what really matters at the end of the day. It's not the country; it's the people. Um, so he came in and and kind of got to observe and and kind of sit, sit, uh, and help a little bit, help help just kind of be my, my apprentice, so to speak, and got to watch a thousand dollar repair come out in about two and a half, three hours. So that thing was, had some deep. And I don't know what hit this guy's fender. Of course they didn't leave a note, but it looked like, like meteors came from the heavens and just freaking jacked this fender up. Luckily it didn't break the paint, but, um, we're talking a 22 or a 23 Model S. It was, it's a really super nice car They're, They've changed their leather. Their pleather has gone away. They actually have real leather now. Um, this thing had carbon fiber. It was, it was just sick. It was a real sick car. So you had that come in, um, a few others. Couple of repeat customers. We had an Audi uh, A4. Those damn top door braces suck balls. But they have some new holes holes now at the edge of the door. You can pop off like a rectangular cap and get into that brace. it's a little bit better than what it used to be, which meant pulling apart the door panel and using a hand whale tail, which sucked balls too, on aluminum door. So anyway, um, yeah, it's just so a lot of good stuff, man. So anyway, um, moving upward and onward. Today we're going to talk about the power of vehicle history reports. We've had a lot of people coming in with either big dent removal damage or dent and paint damage. And they are a lot of them at the cusp of their deductible. So they're right around, and when I say big, I mean they're a thousand bucks, give or take. So let's say anywhere between 800 to 1500 And the average person seems to have, from my, my uh, field experience, my survey, About a thousand dollar deductible. Yeah, there's some with zero, some with 250, 500, blah, blah, blah. But it's either 500 or a thousand. is kind of the norm. Every now and then, I'll get somebody that's got a two thousand dollar deductible, which I always find interesting. But nonetheless, um, so we've had a lot of people this last week. Um, And granted, I've only been back since basically Wednesday. We flew in Tuesday night from Kauai. Uh, It was a hell of a vacation. I'm only four or five days. And I just, like I said, I mean, I won't get off topic, guys, but you got to get over there and check it out. Um, so all these people were having these conversations about insurance. Should I, shouldn't I not? What are the advantages and disadvantages? Let's talk about it from your advantage first, okay? The thing with, with insurance is normally it's going to be more work for you because you're going to have to get approvals and you're going to ha- probably have to do supplements because whatever approved, you're going to have to go back again and prove what you want and need to get paid and deserve to get paid for the job. So what does that mean? That means time. So more work because you don't just get a, one, a single approval from one person like the owner. It's usually one or two people from there, ins- maybe more from the insurance company. Um, give an example. We just had a customer, he had no choice. He was hit from a, a fire battalion chief in the back of his car. We fixed the back of this car three times now. It's just bad luck. I told him to sell it. But we had to get all this shit approved, which took about a week and a half because they're out of state insurance company. And then we had to get paid. And of course, they sent the check to a wrong address, sent it to the freaking insured, not even us. So we're out $4,000 in parts for this Hyundai Santa Fe turbo. Apparently, I don't know if there's such a thing, but whatever. The owner's got all these turbo stickers all over it. And and like I said, it's just a pain in the ass. We're done. The customer's got their car back. We still haven't gotten paid. You know, we're out for the parts, we're out for an alignment, all kinds of bullshit. Now, if, the, if it was customer pay, I would have been paid. I would have had the parts prepaid, which we do hit up insurance and ask to get prepaid, but it doesn't always happen. And less hassle going back and forth my administrative time. So you see my point. What's better for you? If the money's similar, go no insurance all day long. Go cash pay. It just makes sense. Now, if you can get more money with insurance nowadays, you got to freaking fight these guys tooth and nail because I just, I don't know, man, they've never been more ferocious. You know, they're trying to squeeze parts and this and that. No, we don't pay for this. We don't pay for that. All right, fuck it then. I'll just tell the customer just to go out, call somebody else, or whatever. And that's what they want you to say because they want to use their DSP, their direct service provider, who A, is going to get them even a better deal because they're getting volume work from that insurance company. But it. Like I said, it's just, I don't want, ever want to be a DSP. I mean, I just, I've seen people do it. You, you work like a freaking bitch for these these insurance companies and you have to have a, a streamlined process so tight and the overhead and the costs and rising costs of paint and everything. Fuck that. You know, for PDR, it's one thing, but for, for a body shop, fuck no. So anyway, so what's best for you is to go no insurance. So you got to try to talk to the customer, unless it makes more sense for them to use insurance, not to use insurance. And that's why I talk about vehicle history reports or Carfax or whatever brand you want to use. The idea is, is you tell the customer, especially if they own the car, that a vehicle history report typically is going to ruin the car value a lot more than the money that they're going to save from using their insurance which is bullshit by the way, there should be no such thing as the vehicle history report because you should just look at a car and have to figure out what's going on with it. To my, In my opinion, I don't think we should have them. I'm anti, but that's because probably because I'm in the business. So my point is, is that if you've got somebody, let's say they've got under $2,500 of the damage. If they can afford it, they should not use insurance for your benefit and for theirs because of the depreciation. Or if they've got a luxury car, like this guy with the Model, the Model S, if I think honestly if he had anything less than $5,000 damage, I would not use insurance. Because the amount of money he's going to lose on the value of that car saying it was in an accident, you know, or hit a bus or whatever else. You know, that that that's a problem. So let's go through this step by step. Okay. If you can keep estimates and this is just my experience, I'm just a flea on the big globe, your your mileage might 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 vary. But if we can keep the estimates in the deductible, or no more than about three to $400 over or less, you're going to notice you won't have much resistance from the insured. Okay, it just won't happen. It That's just the way it is. Hear that bulldog just whining? Just whining a lot. Whine, whine, whine. So there's that. Um, and then secondly, ask if they own or lease. Now, if they own it, and this goes con- contrary to a lot what people think. If they own the car, I tell them, Often not to use insurance. And they're thinking, well, shouldn't it be the other way around? And I explain, no. If you're leasing it, who gives a shit? Bang that vehicle history re- report because it's not your car anyway. You're just renting it. You're just renting the car. Okay. That that's just that's just common sense if you think about it, especially the more value your car is, the higher the, the, the dollar amount because the of percentage of value. If somebody's got a five thousand dollar car and it's gonna drop 10%, okay, it's five hundred bucks. Somebody's got a $50,000 car and drops 10%. That's $5,000. 5000 That I mean, that, that's a chunk, right? And it could and it's probably going to be more than 10%, by the way. Cl- figure, I've read studies, that's closer to 20%, 25%. That's, that's significant. So there you go. And check this out. Just put yourself in the perspective of a vehicle history report for yourself. Imagine this. Imagine if you're buying a car for your wife or for your daughter. And I I could easily put in sun, but I'm trying to evoke emotion here, right? So, and the car that you're looking at shows accident. That accident, guys, and gals, and lizards, and rabbits, that accident, in fact, could have been just a simple door ding, a key scratch, or a bumper scuff. And that customer, that car owner prior to you, decided to use insurance. Would you really be scared putting your princess in that vehicle knowing that that was the specific damage? Of course not. But insurance never tells you what the actual damage was. Typically, I mean, they grade it. There's different grades on the car facts, but they don't, I wish they would say it was a bumper scuff. Okay, but people often don't even look at the grades. They just see, oh, accident or, or claim, oh shit. Freaking space shuttle landed on this car, man. We're not buying it, Hal. Let's move on to the next. Insurance is smart and it sucks that that there's not more transparency. And who does that benefit? Insurance, of course. It gets people not to make claims. So therefore, they don't spend as much money. Oh, they make the money. They collect the money. They just don't spend the money. So why would, let's go through this again. Why would you want your customer to avoid using insurance? Speed of payment, speed of repair, less hassle. And that's just smart for you. So, and it's working for us for the most part. I mean, sometimes people, I had a, a girl with a Tesla Model Y and we just did a PPF on, on the front of her car. So we were able to make a little bit more money, but she wrote up her bumper for repair and then, or we wrote it up and then the insurance claim on it, I think was like 900 bucks, which is freaking crumbs. And her deductible is 500. And I'm thinking to myself, what do you think? And she owned it. I tried to talk her out of it, but. She wouldn't have anything of it. And then she spent the rest of her money and did PPF on the rest of the car, which was fine. We had to wait till after the, the bumper paint had cured. And then we put clear bra on it and it was good to go. So anyway, so there you go, guys. That's vehicle history reports compared to PDR pros and cons. Should you go? Should you not go? Should you stay or should you go now? The clash. Ladies' band, look that one up. That's a good, good little ditty. All right, man. I appreciate you tuning in. We're going to jump. We got a lot of things going on. It's the beginning of our week. Hope you're doing great. Hope you had a great weekend. Saw some friends, family, had some good, good pops, had some good food, had some good, uh, good times with friends and family. Maybe you worked, maybe you made some money. Hope you made a, a, a freaking grip, man. But I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in. And we should have some good content later this week. I'm hoping to get some interviews scheduled in. I want to talk to some more shop owners. I'm gonna hit up maybe Matt Moore, uh, maybe Paul Corden again. He's made some great posts on his Facebook page. You really, really should check it out. He's posting up some amazing estimates. His systematic approach to estimating is second to none, guys. You really need to go, go check it out if you're into writing estimates for all that you can. Um, but yeah, Matt Moore, um, and uh, and Paul Corden. I'm gonna to try to get a hold of these guys. See if I we can uh, get them on the podcast. We had Paul not on not too long ago. Matt's been a little bit while, So hopefully we'll get him back on too and talk talk more about uh, PDR. Maybe even Ryan, Ryan Shoot. That'd be good to get him on as well. So anyway, I appreciate you, man. Have yourself a good one and we'll catch you on the next SAI PDR Marketing Podcast. Bye-bye for now.